0: After the toughest week of Indiana's season, the Hoosiers went on the road to play a a ranked team in University Park, Pennsylvania and a spiraling Ohio State team in Columbus, Ohio. After some of the biggest momentum games of the season, beating Michigan State and having an offensive performance against Maryland among the best of the season. Even if they collapsed late, there was hope that IU was suddenly turning a corner they hadn't been able to turn in the Archie Miller era. But then IU went on the road and put up a 49-point game against Penn State and 59 against Ohio State, emphasizing the problems on offense that have been that have been on this team all season long, especially on the road. Suddenly, IU is 15-7, and seven, falling back down bracket projections, and in a little bit of a spiral that seems to resemble seasons past of Archie Miller's tenure. Welcome back to the IDS Basketball Podcast. We have a lot to talk about this week with the way the offense played over the last week, especially some of the concerns they had with Ohio, with the Ohio State game. I'm Matt Cohen. Alongside me, per usual, we have our columnist, Caleb Kaufman, and our co-beat reporter, Philip Steinmetz. Guys, how are we doing on this rainy, rainy Tuesday morning?
1: Doing pretty solid. I mean, it was... Great to turn twenty one yesterday. So that that's was true. We gotta fun. get a happy
0: Phil's Phil's birthday today is January fourth. I mean, sorry, February fourth. <laughs> today is February fourth. Thanks. <laughs> Phil, Phil's twenty first birthday was yesterday. So a happy birthday! Shout out. To Thank Phil. you. I appreciate it. Um, um Indiana lost forty nine to sixty four to Penn State on Wednesday. So I guess let, let's start there. Forty nine points was IU's lowest offensive performance of the season. That was also they,
1: the lowest. Like that was a like of like the least amount scored per possession since I want to say it was it 2009 against Michigan State. Jeez, yeah, that I yeah. Mean, it was it was really it's something really something like bad. that because it was 0.7 points per possession. Yeah,
0: I mean That's it was, not good folks. It's not how you can win a basketball game. It was it was quite terrible. So I'm going to read off some of the stats here. So IU shot for the game 19 of 57 from the field. That is 33%. From three, they were two of 11. That is 18%. They did shoot 90% from the free throw line. However, that was 9 of 10, which is uh, significantly below the rate that Archie Miller wants this team getting to the line at. It's still a team that, even despite that, is still, I believe, top 20 nationally in free throws attempted and free throws made Does per not game. feel like it. It really, Well, been, it
2: has dropped off. They were going, like, yes. 20 a game for a while, and then they're, like, at 11 it, now.
0: That has really dropped off, and I think that's something, I guess, we'd, let, let's just talk about that there. So, this team has been so predicated predicated on getting to the line this season, and suddenly that just hasn't been there anymore. How do you guys think that's impacted the offense?
2: Well, just crippled the offense, because... If you look at it, a lot of IU's points have actually come from the line, it's been their way when they have their patented scoring droughts in the middle of each half that they get a handful of points here and there from getting just point of some free throws. But a big part of it has been Trace Jackson-Davis and Joey Brunk, and to a lesser extent, Justin Smith have all gotten in foul trouble early in the last couple of games. And the offense isn't good enough at driving to draw fouls, so they've pretty much only gotten them from get it inside and let the big guys try to get a foul while going up. And when they're pl- having to play a small lineup, which isn't good for IU, free throws go out the window.
1: Yeah, I mean, also kind of going off that, like, IU does shoot a lot of free throws, but at the same time, they're not necessarily a good free throw shooting team. Like, you kind of look at the first performance at Ohio State when they shot 36 free throws and they still only went 20 for 36 for free throw in line. That's 16 points left off the board. Like, it's just, like, yeah, IU has. I mean, like, IU has found success early in the season going to the free throw line, but at the same time, you've seen moments where they've missed key free throws in situations that could really put. Like uh, opponents
0: away, so you you have a valid point there, and that's why I'm I'm pulling up some uh, the stat ranking here because while I believe I mean IU is um, want to get the official numbers here, yeah. but while IU is one of the better teams in terms of attempting free throws yeah. and making free throws, I don't think their percentage is particularly high. They just yes. attempt so many, and they have and they make so many it's because like, they attempt so many. I got yeah. the number for you.
2: You got it up sixty-eight point five percent which is actually higher than right. i would have thought
0: which that was well, 68.5% which is 10th in the Big 10 242nd <laughs> nationally
2: it's that, i'm not saying it's good but i honestly just like from the eyeball test watching them all season who i would have thought it was IU close to, like 65
0: who leads I, um the ius leader in free throw shooting oh. is trace jackson davis he is uh 86 of 122
2: i'm guessing den demisi doesn't qualify with enough attempts because he's shooting 90%. Oh,
0: so so I'm just looking at just who's made the most compared to who oh, okay. attempted the most. So, And and, and Trey Jackson Davis has both attempted and made the most yes. free throws. Um, Al Durham's IU's leading free throw shooting percentage. I, I, Al Durham has IU's highest free throw shooting percentage at 81%. But outside of him, there's,
1: I mean, honestly, there's almost nobody I usually really should be comfortable with down the line yeah. shooting. Gritos. I mean Trace
0: Jackson Davis at the beginning of the season was really good from the line, but he just I mean he's just really kind of. I'm really. Su- I don't want to say tailed off, but he's he's not been as good as he was earlier in the season. And I think at some point, he they just played so many games and relied on him so much. I mean he's a freshman; they're going to fatigue yeah. at some point. Yeah. I mean, and he's actually
1: big and he's bruising inside. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also like really huge. surprised yeah. by the free throw shooting percentages of Devonte Green and Rob Finnessy. I was just about yeah. to say yeah. Finney shooting under seventy like, percent is both horrible. of them are shooting. Like point six nine six and point six nine seven, and that's really surprising considering of how like I mean Devonte Green, even though he's streaky, you could probably say he's his uh, best shooter, yeah. especially when he gets his moments when especially, he's on. Yeah, well, especially also recently, like Rob Finney against um, Ohio State put on a decent shooting performance and had like had a, a pretty big three to like start the second half, and his stroke has looked like uh, probably like it is improved quite a bit yeah. like throughout the season this season. I has
0: going Um, I. Uh, Jerome Hunter too in that regard has really kind of stepped it up in terms to three point shooting. I think he was I believe four of 28 um through the first 16 games of the season then that 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 he played. and I believe in his last four games he is seven of 13 from three. And that includes the Michigan State game where he did not attempt a three. So really, in th- his last three games where he attempted a three, he's 7 of 13. So it he's really stepped it up in that regard made as well.
2: He was 2 of 4 against Ohio State. Not that it made that much of a difference. It didn't. But, I mean, but it shows he's confident and willing to finally take them. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's like a lot of the flashes. And I, this is this was my, uh, not to plug my midweek for the week, but this is my midweek of the week is Jerome Hunter kind of starting to step up and become some of the... Hit some of the potential that people saw in him coming out of high school, and you can read that on the IDS coming out soon. IDSnews.com. I mean, um, hey, that was my sidebar the other day. It was, no, well, he I, was. The, I took your sidebar basically, and I expanded on it. Okay, I wrote a nine hundred word it midweek. Better nine hundred words. Just like Dylan already yeah. did that story, but well, we all got to do it at some point.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, I agree with you. No in journalism. A big part in kind of like key rotation. It's kind of like honestly, how long if you're Mill- like. How long would it take for you to start? He's Jerome? not you're, starting.
0: Uh, well, see, yes, but I think you're getting close to that because Jerome Hunter over his last two games have played 27 minutes against Maryland and 28 against Ohio State. So you, he's it's playing just, a he's lot play, of minutes. Just, like, Archie needs but to you,
1: switch something up. Yeah.
2: But if you, he's been good enough that he kind of have had has had to carry a lot of the offense on the second unit. That is true. And if I you could take him, him being out, being one in like in like the front line down the stretch, well, who are you relying on if you switch him into the starting lineup and
1: Take out Al?
0: It's, you would probably I'll take, take be, out Justin Smith, which I don't know if that's a good option. I mean, honestly, no, you could I don't do, like that.
1: I mean, you could honestly maybe do Jerry Brunk and put Trace at the five. Mm, Jerry Brunk's been, he hasn't been statistically doing really well as of late, but he does what he's supposed to
0: do. And honestly, like, I'm not in love. He just NBA needs everybody. to Jory off Brunk
1: And I mean, I'm also not in love bringing Deron Davis and Jerry Brunk both off yeah, the
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think the starting lineup they have right now is, I don't know how many changes you can make to it. I, I feel like there's, I mean, Jerome Hunter is playing 27, 28 minutes without starting, which I think is like definitely he will a fine probably option.
1: be in like one of the probably like the final lineups down yeah, the stretch. Yeah, I mean, i th- and playing those key he, moments.
0: He is someone who, if he can maintain what he's doing right now, is going to be a key part of this team. And he's a guy. I think,
1: especially about. looking forward to like next year, his role could be. Yeah, great. I, age, I, I I yeah, I definitely agree. I this he,
0: is what this is kind of the player
1: that we saw. Um, I think, I mean, it's what people put, thought they were he was be. supposed to be the number two to Romeo
2: Link for the right, last season exactly it was it was uh, Romeo and uh, Jerome were supposed to be a dynamic driving duo and Rob was not even supposed to start realistically until he came people realized he was actually really good it was it was supposed to those two and Rob was the third option of that recruiting
0: class. It, it, I mean, as obviously he's not at the point where he's like exactly you know, but you a, see him getting right, there. You can see the improvement. I think that's the thing with Jerome Hunter, and and that's especially with so, like his
1: shooting confidence. I yeah. think that's what really, especially like it's, he's actually starting he's, to drive. That's what makes yeah. me more
2: excited about him. Early in the season he was willing to pull up from three. He wasn't making them, but he would shoot them. Now he's willing to at least drive and maybe give a jab step and try to create separation, which he's really good at. And What made him pretty special in high school. Minutes wise though, Armand Franklin's minutes have plummeted the past two, three weeks. He's what do you average? he had eight point eight minutes against Ohio State where yeah. he was running think, this number two? I mean, honestly point like, for a while.
1: I could see that almost kind of improving, especially with the recent play of Devontae Green. Like how much does like if you're Richard like like how much of the leash do you really want to like pull back on? You of, don't like, have or, a or, reliable like,
0: guard other than Rob Fennessy.
1: Yeah. I mean the, there's the Aldram not, experiment did not work.
0: Like
2: yeah. Ar- Archie's, like he's our number two point guard, and he barely plays point guard anymore. They don't.
0: I mean, they, the the thing they have right now is the, is they have an, ex, an an a group of upperclassmen that just are not producing at a high level. Uh, with with Deron Davis, I mean Devontae Green in in, in in spurts has been a contributing player, but garbage it's just, time points don't right, count. Right. I mean, he's he's had you know, the games like what he had against Florida State just showcase what he can do. The problem is then when you you just don't get that consistently enough for it to actually you know. Be a reliable piece of this team, and that's that's a huge problem because then you see games like the Penn State game, for example, where the guards were so bad. I mean, Devontae Green was two of ten from the field against Penn State. Uh, Rob Finney, zero of six. Al Durham, one of seven. Uh, Armon Franklin, they shot 0 of they 3. combined about
1: like eleven percent from the yeah, field. Yeah, so uh, like since like they went three for twenty-six
0: just combined. Quickly, quickly adding this up, yeah, so it's uh, three, three for twenty-six. Right, so Devonte Green yeah. made two, and Al Durham was the, was the other one. I mean, that's terrible. You can't get that from your guards, especially when you have two of them being your two team captains. I mean, you just—it's—it's. It's,
1: I mean, I'm also surprised that they only lost that game by 15 points against Penn State oh, when they, they did should that. Should have lost by way more.
0: Like, I mean, the Ohio State game too. Was well, like I think it's, I
1: think it kind of turned down sort of impressive performances from Justin Smith and Trey Jackson-Davis. Who both had pretty solid games, especially for Justin Smith. It was probably his best game in a while. Um, but I think, like, even if the guards played. Okay, that game, then I could have very well won that game.
0: Yeah. And then flipping ahead to the Ohio State game, you had the complete opposite problem yeah. where the guards actually were. Probably like, the Rob best option. Rob played really Rob well. Tudisi had a fantastic game. But then you look at the... I mean, it's a different problem for IU every time. So then you look at the front court, and, you know, the things that IU is supposed to be really good at, rebounding, getting to the free throw line, second interior chance scoring, second-chance yeah. points, those were all terrible against Ohio State. And that's why that game might be more concerning, because you look at, you know, the strengths that IU is supposed to have, and they did not take advantage of their strengths at all. In fact, those strengths where they were beaten, they were largely beaten at their own game. And that's why I think you... At least in my opinion, I think you have more concern coming out of that Ohio State game than you do from the Penn State game.
2: Especially because Ohio State, they have the personnel to be really good, and they've shown it at points this season. But when you're a team in, I don't want to call it a free fall, but pretty close to parachutes, barely opening for them, you cannot get blown out no matter even if you're on the road and have that type of performance. Where I wrote about they gave no effort in that game. By the 10-minute mark of the first half, players had checked out – Devontae Green had a towel over his head at one point in the first half, sitting on the bench. And when he made the like forty footer at the end of the but at the buzzer at 10 and a half, people just walked off the court. That should be a moment that can energize them. And they weren't down by that much. They could get back into that game. Instead, they walked off the court and the game just was over.
0: Can we just, I just want to quickly note on, on Ohio State? That was one of my favorite away or, or, arenas. The the crowd was not good at all. It was it what? was crowd. It, it yeah. was a sellout crowd. No, so it <laughs> I it, was going air quotes but it, it was then a, we're on it was a, a reported podcast. sellout. That was not a sellout. Um however, I really that liked I of the this section with a tarp. Yeah. Well, I mean, they always do do that, but like the seats were Yeah, yeah I don't know. I liked it. it I interesting thought it was
1: kind of nice. This, except we're not going to go into how
0: much we slandered Keynes afterwards, but okay. I people have greatly misinterpreted that tweet. You slandered I them. Said, I said Keynes was good. I enjoyed my meal at Canes. I told you overhyped it, Phil. I would go I don't back care. to I would go it's back like to first Canes. It's my firstborn. I that, would
1: defend Canes. If, like if, it's if I my was offered born, the chance to go back to Canes, I, I 100
0: would go back. It was very good. However, people. I don't want to make sure this. This is on the record. I like Keynes, but. You all make it sound like it's the best thing on the face of the earth. And it's not that good. It's, it's not, incredible. It's not worth driving two hours to Louisville half the It's not that good. Okay, it's I good. wouldn't I wouldn't do that it's either, but like I good. but like I
1: do whenever like I'm home in like around level, like it's about twenty minutes from my house,
0: and that's totally reasonable. And I would do that too. It's like you know, like I go to Culver's here, it's six, five minutes. yeah, the toast, the toast was phenomenal, and the toast sauce is, is, is the best part. The 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 cane sauce, fantastic. Fries horrible. The chicken tenders, the fries fine. were, f- eh, they were They're they were fine. they were yeah, they were fine at best. Chicken tenders themselves good, but they you know the chicken tenders without the sauce don't have much. Like this, the sauce makes that that chicken taste But tenders. dipping that toast in sauces. Yes, that's true. Um, I'm a big Bojangles guy, and I personally would I've never had rather Bojangles. go to Bojangles than we got to figure
1: out a way to get you Bojangles.
0: Bojangles? Are, are we going anywhere like that's going
2: to be. Big if now, if they make the NCAA tournament, and are in the Greensboro.
1: South. Bro. yeah, Greensboro, they Greensboro. it's all over the I don't think place. it's a big if. I think they're still solid. No, in a, right okay, now. so so um, yeah, I so think, so let's turn to that actually. Well, okay, well, looking That's a at great it,
0: segue though, how, think, how do we turn Bojangles <laughs> in the NCAA tournament? Good job, guys. All
1: right, I mean, I think kind of looking at the schedule, podcasters. they. I mean, I think it. I think they're kind of fortunate that three of the next five games are at home. Oh, um, huge. That's huge. I think if honestly, like, IU just needs to win at home, like. It's just pretty much... Which is not going to be easy. This I feel like...
0: They still play... Um, Honestly, like... Iowa. Iowa at home. That's no, not, I, I don't think they're beating Iowa. I, I don't think so either.
1: Okay, but I think they're beating Purdue and, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and
0: Minnesota. Minnesota, you have to win. You have to beat Minnesota. you, have college, you I, might I, need to beat them twice. I mean, I think you might IU, need to beat Minnesota I think, twice. I think, I think you do have to beat Minnesota
1: I twice. I think they'll beat Penn State here. Um, yeah. Especially, like, that's a Sunday noon game. that will be fine. Um, I'm not sure... Look at how Michigan played against Rutgers not sure they went at Michigan. I don't think um, they went
0: at Michigan. I think we the, will be there I was though. Feeling the, good about that Michigan game Michigan, recently. Yeah, like the thing with Michigan is they they s- they, they even without Isaiah Livers, that's it's still a very talented team. And the way I, been the best IU in the country, right? Yet. The way IU has played on the road,
1: I don't think even without anybody.
0: Isaiah Livers. I don't think they can—I mean, it's going to be real tough to win there. Because Michigan's still a very solid team, even even without livers. And if you get the typical IU on the road performance, there, they can't beat Michigan. It's just not going to happen.
2: And Juwan Howard's making half-court shots behind the back, which yeah. is electric. To
0: beat Rutgers, the cowards at Michigan that they beat Rutgers and Madison Square Garden, unbelievable. I was so upset. Still undefeated at the rack, though. That's true.
1: Well, yeah, I know, like, Maryland plays at the rack tonight. That's huge.
0: Oh, my get on your TVs, people. On, me, Maryland at the rack. Double, BTN. Hold, on, let, hold on, let me just fact check that real quick. Probably a double buy on the line in the Think Ten tournament, right there. Hold on, I think it might be. Never mind. It's <laughs> it's
1: records goes to Maryland. my uh, bad. Okay.
0: Still, my bad. still a big game, but not quite as cool. Huge game. Double buy, probably on the line right there. Um, so NCAA tournament picture. Though, well, so I'm I, also really
1: interested to see, um, Iowa plays at Purdue tomorrow night. That'd be interesting to see how Purdue plays. Yeah, it's just like, just the way I mean, is. Well, also IU gets a whole week off before yeah. they play Purdue, and Purdue has to play against a really good. they get.
0: I mean, they'll get beat up by. It.
1: Jeez. <laughs> they'll they'll
0: sneezing <laughs> out here though. I mean, Purdue's going to get probably beat. I mean, I don't. I don't know. If, the the way Mackey is, I feel like Purdue has a chance to win that game, but it's going to be that a, closes like
2: five points at, yeah, at least.
0: I mean, the way Mackey is with that home crowd, it's just so tough to win there. And no matter what, I mean, Purdue's going to get. Like win or lose, Purdue's gonna be probably pretty beat up physically because Iowa just will pound you inside with Luca Garza, and I mean Travian Williams. I don't think he's good enough to stop Luca Garza. Um, is anybody good to stop? No, could to stop I think he, he, he's player of the year right now. I oh, I think that's actually. I don't think there's much question about that. I mean, D&D he's the first team all-American. I mean, Luca Garza, I think, is a first-team all-American.
2: Yeah, and, no one talks about him nas- national because he goes to Iowa. Exactly.
0: Um, I mean it. Iowa's in in the I, in the future for this game. I think we don't. I mean, it's not something to worry about too much yet, because you got to worry about Purdue before you can worry about Iowa. We got
1: a pod before then,
0: and, and Purdue obviously is such a huge game. IU has not. IU's lost five straight to Purdue and eight of the last nine to Purdue. Not good. And, I mean, Ar- Archie Miller still has not beaten Purdue. That's. I mean, that's one of those things that just, and especially this year with the way Indiana's been at home, the way Purdue's been on the road. That's a game IU has to have. It's a quadrant two game. I it's Yeah, it's be a quadrant two. I think. Let me double check that. Um, as of right now, that would be a quadrant two game barely. Purdue is 39th in the in in the net. So if they were to beat Iowa, which would be a quadrant one, Purdue might hop into quadrant one.
2: But I there d- could be a quadrant one by the end of the season if they win that. Even if they don't beat yes, Iowa, that's fair. It, it might pop it, up in, to a quadrant. NCAA well, tournament. Oh, not NCAA. Uh, Big Ten tournament. Depending on how they yeah, do, would probably it, bump them.
0: Do they? change like the quadrant of the win based on what happens after? like with Yes, okay. I, be, I
2: believe it uh transitions itself. Okay.
0: So then I mean that I mean Purdue because the thing with Purdue is they're twelve and ten, but yet they're 39th in the net while IU's fi- 51st. I mean Purdue's just played such a not that IU hasn't played a difficult schedule because it's picked up significantly, but, but Purdue's strength But wins. like, per, do,
1: I mean, do we think Purdue will the bubble? on the bubble if they?
0: Oh, I think Purdue. I the mean, Purdue in the bracket. I had of bracket matrix in front of me of
1: me. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you have to see like one is how many losses? Too many we
2: can losses. no longer say IU has the hardest schedule in the country going forward. It's now the fourth hardest according to BPI. Right.
0: So Purdue, per, per Purdue IU game nets. Purdue is the lowest eleven C in the bracket okay. matrix. Um, they're on, on, on that line includes Oklahoma, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Mississippi State, Memphis, Virginia, and these two, I would eight? say Virginia would be the only team with, Iu is be... the second 10 seed in second the bracket. 10. Major. Yes. Ooh. So they, um, they're on the same line as St. Mary's, Florida and Rhode Island. Uh, um, how Florida has fallen,
2: man. They were my preseason national champion. A lot of people, people know them. this is I, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, just huh? the one. Well, you picked to Ohio it. State to win the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm not oh, sure what you're right. talking about. Okay, Whoa. now, now to be fair, it like a really reasonable <laughs> pick is like in, in in December. I was very happy with that pick. <laughs> um, I and mean, things have changed so drastically there. I mean, I use fine for the tournament. I mean, Purdue's certainly more in the bubble than IU is. I mean, as of right now, IU. I mean, they're not on the bubble. They're totally fine right now. However, as we've said it's over and over games. again, I think if they the lose loss,
1: to like Purdue or Penn right, State at home, that's when you're
0: like okay.
1: Like, when are they ever going to win?
0: Right. They're fine right now. You just can't accumulate. I, I, Because IU can't—it's been the same point all season. IU can't take a bad loss anymore, but they can take a high quantity of losses. And that's where IU's danger is right now is just yeah. if they lose too many games.
2: In the great words of Bobby Knight, will we ever win another game? But to be fair, he also would say that after a win, not a loss. Yeah. But.
0: So, I mean, they— they are. There's not too much to be concerned about there with with IU. Their tournament hopes are still fine. Three game losing streak is not going to hurt this team too drastically right now because of who they played. But will. If, but if right if that if that turns into a five and a six game losing streak, then you have issues you have to talk about. And even if those losses are not to bad teams, if you're you're, you're then at that point you're looking at what like a 15 and yeah. 10 Indiana. Yeah. 15 the, you know, and 10, the
2: number of losses huge, is what's going to hurt Indiana. It's not right. what their losses are. They don't have a real bad loss for the
1: most part. Right.
0: Because then you take them, and at the, at the, at that point, you're at a point where seven of your 15 wins are against just not good basketball teams. Yeah,
1: their not conference schedule was not that right. good. and plus, that, like, that like Florida I, State well, win is huge. Well, right I also now. think that Arkansas loss might come to bite them because they don't you have a so? single. Well, Arkansas like, is an. I as
0: mean, on, uh, on the eight line right yeah, now. Yeah, Arkansas is fine. I mean, like,
1: I mean, like outside of Florida State, you got to think about like their not conference wasn't
0: right. And um,
2: so it's literally
1: the, like they didn't go anywhere. I in, like, no went
2: records. all in with. I'm gonna use a horrible analogy here. But with the Tom Allen mentality of the Big Ten is That's actually a good analogy. Is good enough that we don't need a non conference schedule. We just need to rack up wins in the Big Ten difficulty. And like, it mostly has it's 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 just like, been unfortunate hurt, like, for Purdue everyone for in the big sorry.
1: I mean, I was saying like I think that's where you kinda of see that hurt Purdue, like they had a really good yeah. non conference schedule and then they have the gauntlet of the Big Ten, which I don't think anyone expected the Big Ten to be what it is. That's
0: good, yeah.
2: Well, you're, you're kind of flipping a coin with that. You either play yeah. the really hard non-conference schedule, and you have to get probably two really good wins out of it, or you play the cupcake non-conference, and you have to run the table. And yeah. I use neither team has done both, right. and both are in, but... Closer to the bubble than firm.
0: And I think when you're a Big Ten team, you you can afford to choose either approach because you're going to play a strength of schedule no matter what that will make it not really matter who you played in the non-conference. Because, I mean, yes, IU is being probably knocked down compared to teams with – I mean, the IU's net ranking is pretty indicative of the teams that, that, that they've played this season because their record obviously is far better than what their net ranking would indicate. But if you look deeper and look at who they played in that record, that's when the net ranking begins to make sense and why IU is you know not really able to crack into the top tier of teams, crack the top 20. I mean, obviously, you're not going to crack top 25 this week after losing three straight, but that's why they weren't able to crack it after the week they had with it, Michigan State and Maryland either. Am
2: I crazy to think that IU's Big Ten schedule wasn't that bad? Like, just look, I'm looking through it right now.
0: The end of it's definitely more brutal. Yeah, but still, you played Maryland twice. I
1: think the locations Ohio have been State nice twice. to them.
2: They only had to play Michigan State and Iowa once. Well, That's and, huge. And they, Michigan they once. They only played Michigan once. It's on the road, but still. The and they played which, Illinois once. They're, they're playing all the top teams, for the most part, in the conference once. Except so for, if, especially like yeah, Rutgers. Yeah, the the especially thing with the
0: Big Ten, though, is yes, you can look at it that way, but at the same time, every team they play the rest of the way, with the exception of Minnesota, is an NCAA tournament team.
2: Yes, but just imagine if they got—I'm trying to remember. It was, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Illinois' draw is brutal down the stretch. I can double-check here.
0: Right, but, but they're still a lock for make the NCAA tournament. Exactly, but imagine if they
2: IU— could win the Big Ten. No, but <laughs> I'm saying, imagine if IU had that schedule. We're looking at a very different conversation, most likely, when you're playing at almost every top team in the conference twice.
0: That's fair. I, I mean, yes, they get kind of a benefit in that regard, but at the same time— you know, they still had to play Maryland twice, which is pretty brutal. So they play Penn State twice. Penn State's yeah, a really solid wait. team. Ohio State's a really solid team. I mean, I don't think you
2: listen to this Illinois end of season real quick. They still have Nebraska. They, they just They just played uh Iowa. They have to play Maryland, Michigan State, Rutgers at Rutgers, Penn State, uh Nebraska, Northwestern, IU at Ohio State, and Iowa again.
0: That's not easy. But know. at least you have two solid But then, but but here's, the, but here's the thing. They'll pick no up good big, wins? I don't think there's a single easy Big Ten schedule because almost every night, with the exception of probably, probably right, right now, Minnesota, Northwestern, Nebraska, Nebraska and...
2: Man, I struggle with Nebraska. I mean, at
0: that point, like... There are not many Big Ten teams that are not NCAA tournament caliber right now, and even then, Minnesota probably has a caliber team to make it in. They just don't have the enough record; they don't have a good enough record for it. I mean, Minnesota is definitely a team that's capable of making March Madness if they can, you know, do what well the end of the season. They 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 they're not out of it by any means. The only Big Ten teams that are one hundred percent out of it are Northwestern and Nebraska.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think also kind of with that is there's no team. I don't think there's any great team in the Big Ten. They're I think all Michigan of,
0: State's a great team. I, 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 I think, I'm bought in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're the only team with the potential to win a national championship yeah. or go to a Final Four. I mean, I think Ohio State has the talent to maybe get hot. Maryland can just What happens? I think Maryland as well. Yeah. Um, but it's also interesting considering, like, you see some of these teams, and it's just like there's no one where you're like they're locked for like a top ten team and everything Except for like, I mean, even though Maryland has been you, playing really think well, so? lately. I think
0: Michigan State is going to be definitely a top. I think seed.
1: I think Michigan State and Maryland are kind of the two outliers, but also they're not like head and sh- like I don't think I don't think like they're head and shoulders above the rest of the Big Ten.
0: I feel the my thing with 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 I Michigan think like anybody least, can beat them in the Big right, Ten. Right. I get. I mean, anyone can beat anyone in the Big Ten on a given night, which is the way that this season has been. I think with Michigan State and Maryland, the thing that I like about those teams so much, and and more so Michigan State because they have the advantage in this regard, is your experienced point guard. Um, that both Maryland and Michigan State. I mean, have I think Maryland died. also has so, the okay.
1: especially. I think I think Jalen Smith is also one one of the That's best true. players in the country. I would Ma- say yes,
0: Maryland because Michigan State has Xavier Tillman's kind of the. Quote unquote equivalent, but there is I no equivalent Cash to Jalen Smith. And
1: honestly, Cash Mullinson is by far the best bunker in the country.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, and that's why I think Michigan it, State's going to a If make he wasn't a run.
1: senior, he would be a lottery pick.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I think Michigan State's going to make a, a run because when you have a guy like that that can carry you, he kind of gives like you like off, last. I season, mean, I think he
1: kind of gives you like, kind of like a Kimball Walker type of vibes yeah. to where like he could just put you on a back. I mean, that is kill. quite literally
0: what he did last season to beat a Duke team that everyone thought was going to win the national championship. Don't, yeah. don't remind me. that Still hurts. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're
1: like the only Duke fan in existence here in Indiana. That's, yeah, that's I, I,
0: oh. yeah, I've actually never, I have never at this school seen a Duke fan. And it's very weird. I guess because everyone, most people, I, people I, I try to keep it to
1: myself. Man. I was about to say, do we want yeah, um, you know, to, predictions? yeah, I'm, we're going <laughs> to skip predictions
0: this week. This is actually,
1: <laughs> we, we have one game this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we're good.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to have a hot take then. We got a hot take that's, from Phil? Right. Go for it. We'll take a hot I'm take. I'm going to say Jerome Hunter. Um, I would say he probably, I, maybe leave the team score against Purdue. I like that. I, like I, that I, I think he will play more often than, I think he might get a season high in minutes. Might crack probably like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just think like Archie... Well, he, he
0: has to crack 30 yeah. to get
1: a season high. <laughs> I mean, I just think Archie needs to do something different to kind of shake up and kind of get his team out of this funk.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're lucky at this point. I mean, you need to you you need a confidence booster at home if you're Indiana. They need this week off so desperately because of the way the offense has played, you can see the physicality had less and they played four games in ten days with Michigan State, Maryland, Penn State and Ohio State all against NCAA tournament caliber teams and good NCAA tournament caliber teams. So they, I mean you are they need this break desperately and I think that once you get you can you know you might give a chance for Jerome Hunter to step in but also I think at the same time you need to shake it up a little bit and I agree with you there but I yeah. do think the break will be huge for Trey Jackson Davis and Joey Brock that you can just tell were exhausted
1: I mean I could also interesting cuz I think Trayvon Williams and Trey Jackson Davis kind of cancel each other out
0: I, I that's a really interesting matchup. I'm really excited to see that yeah. one because they're both really talented players. And yeah, I, you
1: saw what like Trayvon Williams went for like 30 and yeah, years? Yeah, uh, like he's that? Like, really good.
0: <laughs> he he reminds me a lot of Caleb Swanigan, and I say that just because they're. I, the God, he school, I but, think he was so like, good, next year, yeah. tra- I mean,
1: I think next year Trayvon Williams could be Big Ten Player of the Year. Next, I, that's next year, not like,
0: that's not crazy. I I mean, uh, because tra- like, I mean yeah. I, also, I
1: mean I also think Jackson Davis is staying another year. But I do that's think, even yeah here I, I I do
0: think he's staying.
2: Yeah, I think for him to have. Leave. He would have had a. I mean, like Marvel I think Romeo he's like, I mean, like yeah. I mean, I think he's a 1st talent, but he just needs. No. to. Kind of I, I. I think he's I a 1st talent, it, but I don't,
0: he's don't think
1: he's.
2: going to be at this yet. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I thought you were saying you'd be he, in the back end of the first round. No,
0: oh, no, no. He no. is still, I think, a contender for Big Ten Freshman of the Year. I think Kofi Cockburn's going to get that from from Illinois. Yeah, he's been just racking up. Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Yes, I, I think he's going to end up getting that, but. I mean, he's still gonna be a first-team All Big Ten, I would assume. And, you know, he's a player that just IU needs to get back at full strength because he needs this week off maybe more than anyone else. Um, and we get a week off too. It's kind of nice. So that coverage doesn't stop though. Our coverage does not stop from the IDS. We got a full. Yeah, week. Mine of, did. Even with a week off, we got a full you week of coverage here. can still write something if you want. Um, we'll huge see. game Assembly Hall this weekend. IU-Purdue. IU Purdue. IU has not again. IU has not beaten Purdue since I believe 20. I mean, since Tom Crean was here. Um, been five. I've years. never been
1: here since they've beaten. I Dad?
0: Yeah, Yeah.
2: Well, we came here Archie's Archie's first year. Exactly.
0: So big game this weekend is going to be packed in Assembly Hall. It's going to be loud per usual. We'll see what students chant. And if Fred Glass sends out an email after the game as a result <laughs> of it. Um, that will do it for us. For Caleb and Phil, I am Matt Cohen. We will see you next week.